Welcome to the Tech Today podcast, powered by CEO Raider. It's your host, John Mayetta. I want to vent a little bit. I want to take a victory victory lap. You know, we've struggled since we rolled out CEO Raider, the product, the fintech platform, in, let's see, kind of the very first iteration in... January 2017. Then I think we doubled the size of the content on the platform by like April of 2017. So in my mind, that's more kind of the the launch date. And we've struggled to raise institutional capital for the fintech platform simply because it's not a, a sexy offering, right? It's not flavor of the month. So the venture guys don't get you know excited about it because the venture guys don't really give a, a, a shit about building long-term value. What they do give a shit about is being able to spin something into the next round at a higher multiple and being able to do that quickly, which is one of my beefs with the world of venture. So if someday we're able to effectively scale CEO rate or the way I'd like to scale it, and sell it should that become an outcome or rather should that be the ultimate outcome and should we plow those proceeds into Sycad Capital which is the venture firm that we started but it's essentially dormant the way I would run venture would be to be aligned with the entrepreneurs that Sycad would invest in but that's not what the world of venture is today. It's how quickly can the VCs make their money back? The hell with what that means for the CEO, the founding management team. Typically what that means is forcing the management team to take on more capital than they need and using that capital in a manner to drive growth at a rate that exceeds what the infrastructure, the back end of the company can handle, right? So hire a ton of salespeople, drive bookings, drive revenue, drive new users. Doesn't matter if users aren't happy, users are falling off. Doesn't matter what customer sat is, just grow, 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 grow. So we could do the next round at a higher multiple and you know, exit our entire position or a little bit of our position. So that, that's, that's a problem where VC interests aren't aligned with with entrepreneur interests. So what did I want to take a victory lap on? Well, some of this bubble stuff, right? So the EV world. So I know I'm way late on this where the EV companies have pulled back. But we told you, or I told you, I don't know when, February, January, maybe Q4 of last year for the first time. Maybe it was last summer with respect to companies like Lordstown and Workhorse and Nikola and these guys, how you can't take a venture company with a management team that does not have any experience operating a company at scale, no experience with institutional investors, taking that company public, giving them some money to play with and expect them to run the business as adults. Right, so in the case of Lordstown, what were they doing? Selling stock ahead of negative news. Um, 
just not knowing how to conduct themselves as a publicly traded company to say nothing of their operating ability because I don't think we didn't even get get a sniff of what they're capable of and we I know the answer they're, they're capable of shit absolutely nothing just like their track record Nikola the same workhorse the same these guys can't file on time uh, investor calls or there's a dearth of information uh, pay themselves lavishly sell ahead of bad news all that bullshit and a lot of those stocks have pulled back frankly they're worth zero most of the EV companies There's very few that have real management teams. This is why management teams matter. Someday those stocks, uh, the EV companies that are not led by real people, they will trade back to zero when Jerome Powell ultimately gets around to doing what he's supposed to be doing rather than protecting his job. He is clearly campaigning for his term to be renewed by Joe Biden in February of 2022. He's not running the Fed as it should be run. Let me go off on that tangent for a minute. QE. QE was supposed to be one and done back in 2009. Oh, we're going to pump money into the economy. We're going, we're going to buy treasuries and government agency securities in an effort to ease concerns around the credit market, keep the credit market operating smoothly. We'll get in, we'll get out quickly. A one time, there's no such thing as a one time government program. Here we are, you know, some 12, 14 years later uh, with perpetual QE. We, we, we may ease back. We may ease back on QE as soon as 2022. Wow, we're going to ease back on QE sometime next year. There shouldn't be QE. We've already got the Fed funds rate at a 0 to 0 0.25 rate, right? We're less than half of a point at the high end of the range. We've manipulated interest rates enough by having the Fed funds rate at the floor. We need $120 billion in QE a month on top of that. Printing $120 billion a month when we run deficits north of a trillion. Enough with manipulating rates. Let the rates float. Let's get back in the black as a country. But nope, we've got to keep the equity market inflated. We've got to inflate prices so that we can inflate tax revenue back into the fiscal side so that we can pay down the debt, which is at a fixed rate, i.e. inflate the debt away, which I've said a thousand times. I think people are starting to catch on that that's the strategy of the Fed is actually to inflate the debt away. So the delicate tightrope that they're trying to walk, this is the Fed now, along with uh, Congress and the White House, is maximize inflation to the point where we can minimize the interest payments on the debt, but don't have so much inflation that the public gets so pissed off that we get voted out during the midterms of 2022 and out of the White House in 2024. So max inflation just below the point where we get voted out of office. And that's a delicate tightrope to walk. And there's no such thing as being able to walk that tightrope. It will not happen.
So the Fed ultimately will, will be behind the curve of inflation. They will lose control. As I've said a number of times and written a number of times, inflation is well north of the the five percent that gets reported and the the CPI. So whatever it'll be next month when they report June's numbers, what north of six? You know, the real numbers double digits in the real economy. When you look at everything, when you look at oil, when you look at lumber, when you look at housing, we look at metals, when you look at finished goods across the board, it's double digit increases. Equities are in there. You know, typically when you have inflation first, it's it's it's, it's equities and things like this. Artwork, classic cars, then it creeps into everyday goods. And I think that's the part where we're at the early stage is the daily expenditures. Time will tell. I don't buy the transitory stuff, as you all know. It's here to stay. It's not going away. That's all for now. See you next time.